this podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like s*** and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts. Galan. Super Joe. And I am John. <laughs> I think you're still in one of the Joes. I am. Sti- okay. I am. All but right. He's technically Super Joe. And that is I'm true. Super, he's super Joe. Super Joe. So what we're talking <laughs> That sounds yeah. that sounds like I showed up for costume day at school, but I d- and I taped my glasses and I'm like, it's Super Joe. Totally. <laughs> and speaking of superheroes. That's right. Uh, we are about to release a series of episodes focused on interviews that we actually did with dads and uh, did we do Some, any non dads? Yeah, non dads. Uh, a couple, we, of, a couple of non dads. Right? Yeah. At uh, at Fan Dallas Fan Expo that happened right. this last uh, weekend. So one thing you should know is a lot of these were actually on the. Uh, uh, exhibition hall floor. Yes. So yep. you'll hear things in the background. Uh, there were some panels and things going on while right. we were in there. And of course, there's the hustle and bustle of everyone walking around checking out the different exhibitors. So uh, you'll notice that. But for this episode, uh, one of my favorite interviews, actually, yeah. from the time we, we talked to uh, a comic book artist and dad, Andrew Mangum. That's right. What's really interesting about Andrew is he's been in the business for a long time and he goes into detail about the kind of grind and the work he's put in and it sounded a lot like a like a a a musician who's just now getting respect for having done years and years and years of the tour circuit and the grind and the local bars but what's even more interesting is the fact that his son who's 17 and in high school is doing a lot of these projects and commissions and books with him and i think andrew even says he's far better than he was at 17 and he said off mic uh he might actually be a little bit better but uh, don't say that <laughs> don't <laughs> but, say he, but here i am but it. yeah so but we just spilled the beans right. but uh no andrew is is highly talented uh and his work there looked really really cool yeah. and his wife also uh does some work with uh with him too danita is his wife Gabe is his son, and I forget his daughter's name. You fail. I know. I was three for four. Yep. But the whole Mangum clan is, they're a big artist family, and it's just really interesting getting his perspective on being a father in the industry. One thing of note, uh, there there is some adult language in yes. this, this interview. So if uh, you're you know squeamish about that, maybe this isn't the one for you. Or if you're listening so. at work, make sure you listen with headphones because there are some definite. This one is one of our R-rated episodes for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, it was a great interview. It was great talking yep. to Andrew, and we hope to have him back on. So uh, without any further ado, here's Andrew May. All right, so we are here live at Fan Expo with Andrew Mangum. He is a colorist and an inker for a number of titles. Uh, specifically, you just got done with the Hatchet Mini series, and also, what was it, Cave Woman? Uh, Cave Woman, yes, for Amaral Entertainment. Uh, I've done a few covers for them, and uh, my wife, Danita Mangum, and I uh, have a uh, one-shot called Cave Woman Like and Run coming out soon. 
Very nice. And you've also done work for DC, Dark Horse, and Image. Were you the co-creator and illustrator of Wilder? Yes. Is that correct? All right. Very nice. So we're here at Fan Expo just trying to get a bunch of different interviews with people to find out kind of what, uh, well, before we even get into that, since you are a dad, we like to start people off with a softball question. Uh, what do you think makes a good dad? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it comes down to a core value, I think, of, of loving your kids and knowing when to uh, to spank and when to hug them. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm old-fashioned. Uh, my wife was always the, the timeout, put them in the corner yep. parent, and I was the you know, kick him in the ass parent. So, you know, uh, I just, I believe with kids, you got to set boundaries for them. Uh, I mean, they're kids for a reason. Right. So Absolutely. So what we want to do at Fan Expo is talk to people in the industry about kind of what drew you into this industry and um, how did that kind of influence your perception of it as you've now kind of brought kids up and being, and then being very exposed to different aspects of the industry. Okay. Um, as far as me getting involved, right, how, I, how I got into this, um, honestly, I mean, I, I grew up uh, obsessed with G.I. Joe, you know what I mean, with animated feature, toys, that, that was, you know, I, I, my parents were divorced, and, and G.I. Joe, you know, General Hawk in particular was my father figure, um, so I, I loved the G.I. Joe comics, I, I couldn't read because I was dyslectic, and all the schools I went to in California, I was told I was, you know, stupid or not trying, so... They didn't even work with me, so I just I, I looked at these comics and the artwork is what drew me in because you could you could I could see what was happening with the artwork. I didn't need to know how to read. I, I loved the comics, you know, and, and I'd always doodled and whatnot, and so I found my artwork to be kind of a an escape and a release from from being picked on and, 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 and having a rough upbringing. Um, and again, I practiced and practiced, and you know, in the eighth grade, I, I remember I, I published my own comic at Kinko's. You know, and sold copies for like three fifty a piece. You know, I penciled it and, and lettered it and, and, and whatnot. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, my artwork's always just been a release for me. Uh, what was the other part of the question? Well, uh, how old are your kids? Uh, I have a my son Gabriel is seventeen, and my daughter Ava will be thirteen soon. Okay, so so uh, how do you feel like your involvement in the comic book industry has? expose them to any unique uh, experiences oh, or most definitely I mean uh, you know I, I, I I've never really been over I've, 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 I guess since I didn't have all the fancy toys and bells and whistles growing up I never saw that it was a need to give them that my kids have always known and they'll tell you that you know uh, my number one job as their dad is to love them and to support them but I'm the first one that'll kick them in the ass if they do something wrong. So I've always wanted them to know that life is full of consequences, good and bad. So you work hard, you're going to get some good stuff out of life. But if you take it, you know, if you just sit back and expect everything to get handed to you, people are going to walk on you. So, uh, yeah. but as far as their experiences, uh, you know, they, they've gotten to, uh, with, with people that I've worked with and friends, I, I've been blessed for the opportunity that, you know, some buddies of mine have always been like, hey, give your kid this, or, you know, hey, here's a, a limited edition statue for your for your son who loves Spawn obsessively, you know, stuff like That's that. Awesome. And my kids growing up into this, you know, or they think it's cool because they're getting to meet all these rock star artists that are way bigger than me, uh, just because I've either worked with the guys or know them through acquaintances. And, um, you know, and, and my kids, they like this stuff. I mean, they're at the table with me now. They, My daughter paints and draws. She's drawing a Lady Death piece right now. My, my son... Uh, 
illustrated and wrote a story in a, a book called Gore Shriek that came out recently. Jeez, uh, awesome. And he came in on Hatchet number three and illustrated eight pages in that book for me because uh, nice. we, we had like two weeks to draw the book. So, wow. I mean, he, he's further along than I was when I was 17. So it's something that I've pushed and pushed and pushed. And I remember my wife, when the kid, when my son was born, she was like, well, what are you going to do if, if he's not into comic books? And I'm like, well, he's going to be because he's growing up with all my, my Todd toys everywhere, my G.I. Joe action figures everywhere, and, and my comics everywhere. And, you know, I, he's thrilled. He just bought, you know, a whole bunch of dollar issues. I mean, this is my kid's Disney's land. They love comics. They love this medium. That's awesome. So going back to what, to what you said about your struggle with dys dyslexia and then finding art, something that you enjoyed and you realized, hey, I can be great at this without having to worry about this other issue that I have. Did that? Do you think that that gave you insight into helping you deal with your kids' problems as, oh, as they were growing most up? Most definitely. I mean, I, I remember I just, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, 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 you know, my Heavenly Father. And I just, I remember when we got pregnant with my son, I, I just prayed that my son, uh, hey, I was praying I was going to have a son because I always wanted a boy first uh but I, I just i didn't want my kids to struggle with what i did and i knew that if they were going to get hit with that I, I could help them because i knew what it was like you know what i mean um but you know the, the, any problems they've encountered you know the normal bullying stuff like that you know my, my son uh you know he, he's six four you know, he's, you know, has, everybody's been picked on, but, you know, whenever they would bring up things that kids are bothering them about, whether it be appearances or whatever, you know, I, I relate to them. I'm like, you know, guys, I was, I was the, I grew up in California and I was the, I, I never got the new school supplies. I got right. the hand-me-down school supplies, the leftover crowns, everything. I, I you know, I, my kids have grown up with me having to buy extra school supplies so we can share it with the rest of the class. And I'm like, what the hell? I didn't get that. Let the little kids use all the leftover shit. You know what I mean? But, you know, whatever. Here's some new crowns. Um, but, you know, I'll tell the kids, you know, hey, you guys didn't grow up the way. I'm, they're blessed that they haven't grown up with roaches in their apartment. Right. You know, my kids have never seen any of the stuff that I did, and that's something I worked really hard. You know, I've worked three jobs at one point just to right. keep my family moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. So I really like telling your story and then understanding your work ethic and then parenting. Pivoting to the comics just a little bit, Is there has there been something that's been kind of something you've enjoyed drawing or illustrating a little bit more than others? Kind of what's been your most fun or most creative piece that's kind of really stretched you to your limit? You know, I had a blast when I, I, I always drew for myself, but when I started, I started, uh, I broke in as an inker for digital webbing, inking over a gentleman by the name of Dion Knuckles, who went on to do a whole bunch of design work for Hasbro on G.I. Joe and whatnot, and then I moved into illustrating over at Zenoscope and did Grim Fairy Tales and stuff, and then I went back to inking, at, and I inked at DC and at Dark Horse, and I love inking because it, 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 it let me work with some really talented artists that I enjoyed their work. Um, but as far as illustrating, I, I really love the dark, gritty stuff. I'm a big fan of Frank Frazetta, uh, uh, you know, and, and Bernie Wrightson. Uh, I love artists who can do black and white artwork, and it's like listening to a musician acoustically. You know, if you can, if you can listen to, you know, uh, Godsmack or one of your favorite bands or whoever it may be, you know, go play an acoustic set, and they don't have all the bells and whistles and all this, you know, shit that makes their album sound good yeah. and they still kick ass for you it's the same thing as an artist opening his portfolio and you looking at black and white pages full of texture and shading and rendering and you don't need coloring you know and i, I love that dark gritty beautiful artwork you know i i'm a That's big awesome. I, I 
I like horror. It, it's fun. It's you get to release your inner demons, your inner frustration. Every bit of frustration you get with traffic or somebody that cuts you off, I release it through my artwork. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's so it's like really cathartic. Oh yeah, to do it. I, so, so two questions for you. One, you you were obviously you said you broke in inking um, and really enjoy just even that black and, and white artwork. Obviously, inking is an amazing skill and art unto itself. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Chasing Amy, that Kevin Smith movie? I, have, have you Amy? Ever, yeah, have you ever seen that? Love. It's one of my okay. It, Chasing so, Amy is one of my desert island movies. Okay. It's one of my, my top ten movies I would bring to a desert island to watch for the rest of my life. I mean, like yeah, if I got to my meet Batflack here this weekend, yeah. that's the one movie I would say, dude, thanks for doing that movie. <laughs> you know, people are like, why do you like that movie so much? It's depressing. That's you know, fucking real life. Yeah. The guy made a stupid-ass choice. He lost his friend, his partnership, and the girl. Yeah. But that movie is phenomenal. I love that movie. Yeah, so so you know one of the ongoing jokes in that movie is Jason Lee's character is an inker, and they're, they're calling him a tracer and stuff. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you feel like it, in the industry, have you ever encountered, is there a stigma like that? Like, oh, God, like, yeah. I yeah, mean, like musicians you, make fun of the drummer sadly, or bass player or whatever? Sadly, I've always kind of compared, and there's I, I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of, there's amazing inkers out there. Uh, I mean, an inker's job isn't just to trace the penciler, because there are a lot of times you may be given a project where, uh, I mean, there's a book I did at DC, I won't say which one, that I had to go in and redraw a lot of the things that the penciler messed up on. The writer called me and was like, hey, he fucked up the airplanes, can you please correct this? Hey, he fucked up the uniform, can you please correct this? Yeah. Because I can draw, I corrected it. That's a little disheartening when the book comes out and it just says inker, not you know, right. Artist finisher, or yeah, or whatever, anything, yeah. you know, like, what the hell? but the inkers always in, 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 in some aspect is in my mind looked at as like the bassist in the band. You're easy to right. replace, yeah. but you're needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but like, when really you're bringing all this layer oh, to yeah. the song and, yeah. and you know, and there are guys, you know, I, I tell every guy that that's looking for an inker is like, don't get somebody to ink you. It's just going to trace your work. So it's, they're not going to add anything to it. You know, the inker's job is to enhance that penciler. You know, like Danny Meeky, Joe Weems. There's so many guys out there uh, uh, that, that kick ass, you know, and I think a, a true sign of a lot of good inkers are those are guys that can draw also. Oh, yeah. If, right if you go look at, like, Danny Meeky's work, any penciler he inks over, you can see Danny's work in it. You can see his line weights. You can see his thicks and thins, his texturing, and you can tell Danny inked that penciler, whether it be Joe Casada or Dave Finch or Greg Capullo. Um, and then you can also see that Danny illustrates also. I mean, his Curse of Spawn and his Spawn work. With Dwayne Turner on Curse of Spawn, Danny Mickey finished a lot of those pages. He added a lot of the oh, texturing awesome. and the Bernie Wrights and feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then again, if you go walk through Artist Alley, you know, colorists and inkers are kind of, you know, they're just the guys sitting on the side. And when I was an inker, you kind of get that. You know, I remember wow. I, I read a review for a, an issue I did of Superboy and, it mentioned that the penciler did a really cool job on this one panel that was real gritty. And I was like, what the hell? I did all the grittiness. That, I inked blue line, for God's sake. I'm the one that added all the little tick marks and the gritty stuff. But, you know, whatever. You know? Yeah. But it's fun. As an inker, you get to be part of a team. And if you're working with a penciler that's that's cool, you don't get walked on. You know, uh, a lot of modern, you know, you grew up drawing with pencils and, and inking everything. And digital art, you know, with Wacom tab tablets and everything. Is that something that you or your, especially your kids growing up drawing, is that something that they've embraced or you've embraced or how do you feel about that? As far as my kids, my son does uh, Photoshop artwork. Uh, he, he's done some cool t-shirt designs uh, uh, that are you know, more, we'll say, politically charged and he's really good at it. 
uh, as far as blending the photos, and, and he's done some phenomenal stuff. I mean, I can show y'all whenever we have some time. Um, me, I'm a I'm a I'm a shovel and hammer kind of guy. I I I, I, I see the advantage to drawing digitally, uh, and it's faster, and you can you know cheat on some things. But you can look at some guys as an artist in particular that he was on Batman, and he was a he penciled a lot and knew how to ink, but he was predominantly a penciler, and when he switched to drawing digitally for about eight issues of Batman, you could see if you're used to this guy's work when he switched to drawing digitally on the computer because his work got a little stiffer. And in my opinion, it lost yeah. some of the personability and that physical touch, that's interesting. you know, and that's, that's really cool. But you know, another advantage of drawing physically, I look at guys like Frank Frazetta, Bernie Wrightson, they, they didn't have computers to, Oh, that head's a little offset. Let me just fucking zoom in here and make it a little bigger. Yeah. Oh, hit save. No, they didn't like it. They fucking erased it, or it went to print with a fucking small head. Yeah, you know it's like I mean? the Beatles had to actually be able yeah. to sing when I mean, they recorded and, and, music. And yeah. I personally, I don't like being able to 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 use all the like like a lot of guys that draw digitally. They can lay templates down and, and a city structure and just trace the buildings in, and it's perfectly laid out, and that's cool. But I like seeing imperfection in art. Yeah, I don't think everything too. has to be perfect. You know, because this page, that cover represents a person. None of us are fucking perfect. Only God's perfect. So let's let our artwork be a representation of ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like to sure. see the little flaws. And plus, when it comes down to like, you know, my family, my children, those digital artists, what are they going to do? Sell? If somebody loves their artwork, what are you going to do? Buy a computer file off of them? Right. Buy a print? <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, you can come over to my table if you like the Frank Frazetta Sorcerer stuff I did at Image or the DC Superboy stuff or whatever. You can come physically hold my artwork and buy some cheap stuff or buy some expensive stuff if you uh, feel bad that I have two kids and want to pay my electric bill. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? for sure, for sure. So, but you can walk out physically with a piece of artwork. I have a lot of original artwork from, from guys that I admire and friends or we trade artwork. And, Dude, it's just one thing to hold artwork and to physically know that this guy touched this piece of paper. And this is the one. Yeah, that's the one of a kind. Yeah. You know, and there are guys that will argue that and be like, oh, well, you can, a digital artist can print out that page digitally and just number it one of one. Right. And that's right. just not the same. What are you smelling printer ink on that? I don't know. It's just, for me personally, it's, it's, it's maybe when I'm older and we'll say more mature, I'll want to do it. But I don't ever see it happening. I just I'm a hammer and shovel kind of guy, like I said. So you 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 mentioned this a few times how you've had the opportunity to meet uh, several people that you admire in the oh, business. Yeah. Uh, what is your biggest like nerdy geek out fanboy moment that you've had meeting an artist or or creator? Uh, uh, I've had a lot. <laughs> uh, I mean, at this show, I. I, I Bill Bill Moss, who's here, he's the the creator and artist of Nera X. God, I've I've wanted to meet him since 1995, and when I saw him on the guest list, I was like, holy shit! I've I've I've, I've been to Chicago a few times and and never saw him at a show there, and but uh, I finally got to meet him, and I had this huge stack of books. I haven't messaged him. I was like, God, please don't tell me you're charging for signatures. Yeah. By the way, I think that's bullshit too. Yeah. But um. But he's like, no, dude. And so I don't think he was expecting the stack of books I had. But I was like, he came over to my table in Artist Alley. And I was like, babe, I looked at my wife, Danita. And I was like, you got to forgive me here. I got to be a fanboy. And he came and sat behind my table. I was like, boom, here's the stack of books. I was like, will you please you know, sign all these? So we just talked. And we talked about his experiences in life. But that was a geek out moment. But uh, I've been blessed to get to know a lot of my my, my artistic admirations, guys that I, I, I looked at and become friends with them. And now, 
you know, one in particular, I won't say who he is, but when I met him on MySpace, I was like, holy shit, he actually <laughs> said something back to me on MySpace. Right. And we, we actually traded phone numbers. And when I called him the first time, I was I was giggly. Like, my wife was laughing <laughs> me in the living room because I was just like, you know, and he's like, he flat out said, dude, I'll give you seven minutes to be a dork. And then you got to talk to me like a real person, you know? And I was like, wow, well, awesome. dude, I love this. I love this. I love this. Oh, okay. Now you're real. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, but like one of my geekier moments was meeting Greg Capullo for the first time. Yeah. We were down in Austin and, and Greg had come back into comics. Uh, he just finished Haunt. Uh, and Greg's one of my top 10 artists that his work uh, helped change my life. I, I, I went through in 09, I was diagnosed with cancer and, and battled testicular cancer. And his book, The Creech, uh, along with Kyle Holtz and Matt Martin and a few other guys, but uh, his book, The Creech, was one of the books that I took to chemo and would read wow. that book over and over and just lose myself in his, his artwork, the work that he and Danny Meeky and Tyson Wagner did. And um, so we were at a show together in Austin, one of the wizard shows, when those were still really good shows. Right. And um, uh, I knew he was going to be there. I, I was at DC inking at the time, so we kind of had a common bond there. He had just gone to Batman. And uh, so we had chatted on Facebook a little bit, so he knew we were going to meet, and I warned him I was going to dork out on him. Right. And um, I was like, and so we're walking, me and my wife and kids are walking back from the Capitol. And I'm real blunt and direct, and I have no problem walking up to, you know, these celebrities or whatever, because they're just fucking real people. Right. Yeah. You know, but... We're walking back from the Capitol, and Greg and his wife and his, his son are walking the opposite direction, walking to the Capitol on the street. And I recognize him as he walked by, and I go, oh, shit, that's Greg Capullo. And my wife goes, <laughs> we'll say something. And I just froze. I mean, my knees got a little quivery. And I go, Greg. And he turned around, and he's like, Andrew. And I was like, oh, my God, he recognized me. <laughs> you know, and so I walked up, and we got kind of the handshake, half-man hug thing. It was fucking cool because he was a real person, and he wasn't a jackass. He was cool, and I apologized for stopping him on the street, and my knees are shaking a little bit, and he's like, oh, it's okay, dude, it's, it's cool, this looks cool to my stepson, you know what I mean? And yeah. I looked at Jamie, his wife, I was like, do you know what a fucking badass your husband is? His artwork <laughs> changed my life, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, we talked for a minute, and I had to get a photo like I was the creepy stalker fan on the street, <laughs> and that was one of my geekier moments, and then at the show... When he was done doing a signing, uh, he came over. He's like, I'll come visit you. And he came down my row in Artist Alley. You know, and I'm sitting around with other guys, and they see Greg Capullo walking down the aisle, and they're like, oh, my God, that's Greg Capullo. And he came right up to me, and they all, like, looked at me, and I was like, oh, my God. And he came behind my <laughs> table and took pictures. He was just fucking cool as shit. Yep. You know, and I, I respect that. I, res I respect artists that care about people who have invested time and their finances into them. Right. You know, uh, I get people that tell me that stuff a lot that, you know, or I, I try to be cool with people. And, like, if you order a commission from me or buy books, I always try to give you a little something extra, quick little doodle, something. And people are like, oh, wow, you, this is really cool of you. I'm like, well, you just fucking treat people how you want to be treated. Right. It goes back to that golden rule. Yes. You know, uh, coming here today, I, I'm driving back and forth to the show every day. You let that one person in on traffic, it just gets to me when they don't even wave thank you. Just wave right. thank you to yep. your br fellow brothers and sisters. Right. Say thank you and let's yep. make this world a better place. And but I, I really love the artists that are cool with their fans, and that's how I just want to be with everybody. That's awesome. I think uh, we want to wrap this up with uh, what is what would be your one piece of advice, coming back to the parenting aspect of like uh, just generic parenting advice that you really like to give out or anybody that's looking to get into the industry that has kids that are interested, kind of just some little nuggets of final wisdom. 
God, dude, the parental thing is a hard question. Right. Uh, just because, depending on what the climate is in society, right. I mean, I'm, I'm not very PC. So, again, I'm a spank your kid kind of parent. Right. You know, my wife was a timeout parent. You know, I, the time I put my son in the corner, I made him stand on his tippy toes. I'm like, you know, <laughs> stand in the corner is not punishment. I'll go stand in the corner if you can leave me alone for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> if I'm going to stand him in the corner, he's going to be in pain standing in the corner. He's going right. to remember daddy putting him in the corner. Right. Um, but I don't know. As far as being a, a parent, you just need to be there for your kids. So many parents are caught up in life and working and that old phrase keeping up with the joneses and or they're yeah. they're 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 single parents and they're working two jobs to keep food on the table and pay rent and they don't have time to be there for their kids and that's heartbreaking yeah i grew up with divorced parents and my dad wasn't around too much when i was like younger and you need that you need parents we'll say i'm trying to be polite here sure uh you need parents to to, to love you and to encourage you but again to to teach the kids boundaries and, and that life is full of consequences right that way you don't have kids eating tide pods and shit like that you Jeez. know that's oh my goodness that's ridiculous where can people reach out to you if they are interested or they want to follow your work or they want to reach out for any to buy anything uh the best way is if, if, if you're on facebook uh go to the there's a facebook page andrew mangum art okay. give it a like please and share it um my, my son Gabriel runs that page, and I'm on there once in a while, but he's more tech-savvy, so he, he does that more of that stuff. But uh, you can order commissions through there. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, on whatever this flyer says. Yes, at uh, Again, that's, that's Gabriel. 791. Yeah, that, that's Gabriel. I, I don't, I, again, I don't like technology. So. Okay, very nice. And then, uh, you know, since you are local, would you be interested in coming back on the show again? I would love to. Anytime right. I, mean, I, I like to talk. So. Right. Well, yeah. we, we like to talk, too, so it's a perfect fit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. You've been great, and we really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your Thank expo. Thank you, guys. Y'all are a blessing. So I really enjoyed that interview, and I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned uh, he, he kind of – he didn't give us details on this at, at the expo, but he mentioned he had a – uh, creator-owned project that was coming out, and he just announced it, Yes, uh, I think, today. By the time you hear this, uh, it will have been a, a few days before, probably, but uh, Acid Rain. Yes. So make sure you go check that out. And his his, face, is it, is his uh, Facebook page, Andrew Mangum Art? Yeah, I was just pulling that up. I believe it is. Yeah, it's uh, his Facebook page. And he probably just mentioned it at the end of this interview. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, but hey, it, but it, it's good to plug that stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So make sure you go uh, like and like and follow that page there, and uh, you know, so so you can be kept up to date for when uh, that project actually releases. And he he's already posted some art up for for it, so it looks pretty cool. And yeah. also, if you're you know, you'll probably hear this about the different artists, but if you are a uh, comic book fan, then go to your local friendly looking gaming store and pick up some of the stuff there if you can, or buy it online. That's right. To support yeah, the artist. Sure. I, and I, I do also want to say on the subject of that, like mm -hmm. you were saying, um, if you liked Andrew's interview and you're interested about learning more, of course, you can go follow him and all of that. Yeah. But additionally, he and his son and his wife are going to be at Collected Comics in Keller for free National Comic Book Day May 5th. I believe that's, oh, the that's cool. Saturday, May 5th. Oh, nice. And they're going to be doing appearances and signings. So if you like it, you like the art, you listen to it, you consumed it, whatever, you can go meet him in person and his family and get your stuff signed and even do some commissions on the spot. So go check it out. Follow their social media that they probably mentioned. Of course, we'll post links and enjoy. 
Right on. So, guys, with that being said, uh, thanks, Andrew, by the way, for being on. Yeah, we that look was forward awesome. to talking to yes. you again. Uh, but now it is time for America's favorite segment, Dad Joke of the Week. That's right. Uh, who has a dad joke for us today? I have I've got, one. I've got, yeah, since we already have a, a bit of a, an R-rated episode, Joe has a uh, an, an after-hours dad joke sure. for us. A little bit of a raunchy one. Uh, so, what did uh, – so, okay. So, two prostitutes, right? So, there's <laughs> <laughs> they're hanging out and they're talking. One prostitute says to the other, she says, hey, do you ever smoke after sex? The other prostitute says, I never checked. I never <laughs> – Checked. That's like that joke was in an Austin Powers movie. Was it? I over. heard it from a Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> comedians in cars getting coffee. There's oh, nice! Little old lady that looked kind of senile, and she walks up to Jerry Seinfeld, and he's like, "Hello, ma'am, how are you doing?" She doesn't like introduce herself. She just delivers that joke and then walks off like a boss. Nice. Well, one that's kind nice. of related to that, and one I was going to say, but I don't want to f- have twin jokes. Is um, a, a man says to a nurse, or the nurse asks a man. Do you smoke? And he says, only when I'm on fire. <laughs> I nice. like it, though. Nice. Yeah. This one's not related to those, but <laughs> do you guys know the definition of a will? Mm-mm. It's a dead giveaway. <laughs> All right. So oh, that's that, reminds me of, that reminds me of that song, the, the dead it's, giveaway it's song ramp, that uh, it's ramp up. Ramps up, yeah. Shmoyoho did with mm-hmm. uh, the one guy that rescued the girls. I mean, the... Shmoyoho, absolutely ho. What? Or do they say absolutely yo? What do they say? At the I don't end know. Of the they, they they've done through so what many. What is that name? Sh- Sh- it's um. They they it's used the to songify s- the news guys. Yeah, and they would take uh YouTube videos of interviews and stuff yes. and then songify them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like they did. They had the uh the damn Hydra damn kids. damn or whatever. Yeah. That sure. That that that, sure. that damn 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 video backing is why up, we backing uh, up backing up backing up. That's why we <laughs> eat five guys is because the guys like. Oh, that's right. Oh, this I'm like that. Those look so good, and that guy is so enthusiastic. He is. And now we're we're like it's one of Ellie's favorite places to eat. <laughs> But anyway, I digress. All right. Uh, so, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, stay tuned in the weeks to come as we share more of the interviews that we we did with uh, some guests at Dallas Fan Expo. And if you haven't checked that out, it's definitely worth going and checking it out. Also, uh, they do a, a, a somewhat smaller event, still a three-day event, uh, I believe in October, Dallas yeah, Fan, fan, Dallas fan, fan Days. Fan days. Yes. Yeah, so yes. very similar. So check that out. A lot of cool stuff. Yeah, actually, Carl there. Urban's going to be there this year. He's like huh. one of the big names. Interesting. That's cool. Judge That's Dredd, cool. Bones. Yeah. God, that movie's so good. Uh, Aomer. Aomer, yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's a high five for yeah. Aomer. Uh, that's all. Uh, yeah, dude, he's been in a lot of nerdy stuff, man. He was in yeah. uh, whatever, like, uh, that Riddick movie, two of the Riddick movies. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I love that in Judge Dredd, like, he didn't take his helmet off. Like, he's no, a, because he's that's. A, yeah, he's a big star, and he didn't have to do it, but when yeah. Sly Stone did it. Well, because Je- – oh, that pisses me out. Because Dredd never takes his helmet off. That's the thing. That's his thing. And I That's heard that they're working on developing a Dredd TV series, and Carl Urban said, I'll do it if the script and everything is good. I'm on board. I love that character. Yeah, yeah that, that would be amazing. That would be yeah. like a nerd dream. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag nerd dream. That's our one hashtag for this yeah, episode. I've got the, a couple more. These, oh, okay, uh, okay. these episodes are probably going to be a little hashtag light. Um, yeah, because true. we were we, we, were doing we didn't live. want to like interject those when we're talking yeah, to right. people who were like, hey, uh, I can talk for 15 minutes before I have to go man the like, booth. Hashtag 15 minutes. Hashtag man the booth. Hashtag comic books. So like, <laughs> Joe, calm down. Calm down, man. Hashtag calm down. That should be just like every freaking uh, hashtag for these next seven episodes or whatever should just be hashtag comic book. <laughs> it's so lazy. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, that, that being said, 
it is time to play the hashtag game. That's right. This is where we, uh, Joe is going to read off our uh, contestants for this week, and we're all going to vote on what we feel like should be the official hashtag of this episode. So I think, so I, I put down three, which is what I usually do. Usually I have more, and I cut it down to three. I put four down. I have three that I want to read. One didn't make the cut. No, I. It I, was one that Galan said. Uh, one of them no, got Des Bryant. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Actually, very too soon. No. Uh, no, I think the fourth one is one that we're. Yeah, you know what? Here we go. Just do it. Shut up and do it. I'll just do it. <laughs> hashtag uh, three for four. Hashtag uh, like a boss. Hashtag nerd dream. And I'm going to keep the fourth one in. Hashtag acid rain. Yeah, let's so, do that. So That's I, my I was vote. Like, I was yeah. like, my vote is hashtag acid rain. I was rain. like, I think we're going to go ahead and choose it, but I wanted to read the others. because no, yeah, hashtag acid rain. Acid, I can't speak English. Hashtag ass the rain. Ass, no, no, acid, acid rain. <laughs> acid rain. Rainy ass. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Smells like outdoors. All right. So uh, thanks for listening to us. We really appreciate it. If you have comments or questions or criticisms or hate mail, go on. Where they can where where they can direct that. <laughs> John and at detoxpodcast.com. No, you can go to detoxpodcast.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S. <laughs> Your face. You, just <laughs> you can go to our website. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm no, trying okay. so no, hard. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're we're a comedy show. You sound like every woman I try to talk to. <laughs> oh wow. Um. Anyway, you can go to our website, Detox Podcast, D T A L K S Podcast dot com. Find a link to all of our social media. Um. If we're not, if it's not on there, check under the social media under detoxpodcast.com. dot com. Feel free to email us at detoxpodcast at gmail dot com. And um, you know, you can find everything you need to on the site. You can also go to vocalnow.com, that's V-O-K-A-L-Now.com, and listen to us there or through the Vocal app. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify as well. That is right. You can also find a link to our Patreon there. Yep. Uh, Patreon on there. Yep. And, 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 and actually in, the, in, in the, the details of each uh, iTunes, or if you, if you go to us on iTunes, the, the link is there as well, yes. where for two bucks a month, you can listen to all of the bonus content that we put out. Right. That is right. So, guys, I think uh, everyone should keep fat dadding and tune in, tune in next week also because we have another great interview. Yeah, but look forward to sharing all these these comic book things. I know that the I say interview, it's really just a great guest, and, yeah. Yeah. and we're not that great at interviewing people. No, nah, man, we're flawless. But the, the, the thing that I think is interesting is <laughs> flawless. Speak it into existence. Yeah, yo, yeah. <laughs> Name the, it and claim it, baby. Those conversations are a little bit different. Joe Olstein, God wants you to have this popsicle. <laughs> It's a little bit different than a normal format, but I think it's cool because it's there. It was in the middle of a really interesting weekend. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So thank you guys for listening. If you need your story told or you know other dads that need to have their story told, uh, let us know. And until next week, hashtag acid rain and hashtag be a better dad. Acid rain. Special thanks to John and Eddie for supporting the podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.